Today's episode is brought to you by Romesh Bangra Dresses. Romesh is the oldest Vardi maker in the circuit. He's making Vardis for teams for over 15 years at this point. Currently, some of the teams that have recently bought from him are FCB, UNC, CMU, Cornell, Stanford, Fortile, DRP, UMD, and countless others. And now, he has a new way to pay for all these Vardia. He gives you the guarantee that you will not have to pay in full until you have received the product in your hand. To contact him, shoot him a message on WhatsApp at 404-630-8934 or just email him at romeshvardi at gmail.com. Contact information will be in the show notes. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Bangra Podcast. My name is Omar. On today's episode, Sid talks to Keisha from Bangra De Shaquin, an independent team out of Philly, and they talk about how to be a new captain, some of the experiences they've learned along the way, and some advice they'd give to new captains for this upcoming season. But before we get into that, I do have a few housekeeping things. So hopefully y'all noticed that we've actually been putting out episodes and generally overall being more active. Our goal is that we release somewhere around one episode every two weeks hopefully more often honestly if we can actually get judges to come on the podcast and talk about why they judge the way they judge but regardless every two weeks thursday 6 a.m eastern standard time you can expect a podcast in your preferred podcast player whether it be apple podcast soundcloud and very recently we also started releasing on spotify so if you listen to music we're probably there while you're there please drop a comment Leave a review, like it, repost it, whatever. Just share the podcast with your friends. It's the biggest way y'all can help us grow. Anyways, before the competitive season gets rolling, we're going to be releasing some pods more centered around new teams, training dancers, stuff like that. After that, we're going to get back to covering the competitions themselves. Anyways, that's all I got for now. So let's get on with it. Cool. So, all right, welcome to another episode of the Barnada Podcast. My name is Sid. I'm here with Keisha from BDS. Keisha, say what's up. Hello, hello. And, uh, let's just get right into it. Keisha, tell us who you are and your your experience, and all of you know, just all about who you are in, in the realm of Barnada. Okay, so uh, my name is Keisha Manta. Uh, I started dancing about five years ago uh, when I joined uh Temple University's Pongar team as a freshman in college. Um in school I, I always thought Pongar was a cool dance. Uh I always thought it was very masculine, which is very appealing. Um which drew me to it in in college. I joined and, and joining the team was one of the first things that I actually wanted to do in college. Uh, and then after joining the team, um the team actually uh, faced some struggles my first year when I was a freshman and uh, was on the verge of uh, discontinuing as an organization. So I had the option of, you know, either leaving that or continuing the team on my own. So um, I kind of took that responsibility on my shoulders and uh, took over the team as a rising sophomore. So that summer before my sophomore year was probably one of the biggest um uh, times of uh, knowledge absorption I've ever had. I learned as much as I could. 
uh, I picked, that's when I picked up mixing um, because just purely out of a need for the team that I was about to like uh, the team that I was about to start running. Um, then into my sophomore year, I I um, I met some other veterans from the circuit. Um, my uh, future one of my future BDS co-founders, Vic Sodi. Um, who and we and and he got me involved with Shade Punjab Honor Club at the time. Another group from whom I learned a lot, uh, got most if got most of my Bangra knowledge and what I know now from that group and leaders on that group. Um, and most of the way I view Bangra from them. And yeah, over the next two years, uh, as a sophomore, as a junior, um, we. The goal was to build up the team as high as we could. Uh, started hitting competitions for the first time with the team. Started placing at a couple of small-time comps, um, which was back then it was even just getting like even just getting like a fourth place like um, participation trophy meant a big deal. Um, let alone like getting a second or third place at some small local mela. Uh, we uh, and then into my junior year, um, I. I was kind of frustrated with the lack of Bangra in Philadelphia, especially considering that Bell had happened a couple of years ago. So I went ahead and took the initiative and um, spearheaded starting Tushin. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Tushin is happening this year, but um, it's been running, but it's run for the past three years. Uh, so myself, along with some of, with one of the Indian organizations, uh, we got, we got them on board. We, um, we started that competition as a Bangra fusion comp, uh, and that was definitely one of the uh, one of the biggest things that I think that I've been able to uh, help do in the circuit is is is, is start and host a competition uh, in Philadelphia, which it desperately desperately needed at that time. Um, and then going into senior year um, is when kind of BDS came about going into my senior year of college. Um, at, the, at this point, I was three years in as a captain of Temple, uh, feeling pretty burnt out by the same, uh, monot- by the monotony of the same thing over and over again, uh, wanting something different, wanting something bigger, wanting something new, uh, but also enjoying the feeling of creating something for yourself as, as I, had, I had done with Dushin. So um, a group of us, we got together, we, we, fo- we, we created the idea of BDS, and uh, that's when that's how BDS was born, and that's where I am today, I guess. Awesome. So, it, it, I didn't know. I actually didn't know that you picked up Temple your sophomore year as, as like the captain. So, what's one or two things that, looking back on your experience going into sophomore year uh, and through your sophomore year, what kind of, what kind of things did you, did you do that you wish you could have done differently? Kind of just to like incite some wisdom on some new potential captains out there listening to the podcast. I, I just wish I had just learned more from people. I a lot of what I learned was from my um, was from the people that were on the team already, and that maybe wasn't the best decision, but they were the only source of knowledge that I had. I didn't really have anywhere else to turn to, so I had. I wish I had kind of reached out to more veterans in the community and. Uh, gotten their insight because it would have number one saved me a lot of trouble and a lot of work for figuring things out on my own and um, it would have probably accelerated whatever success the team had or whatever direction the team went in by at least at least a couple of months um so yeah the the people nowadays that are reaching out for help they're definitely doing a good thing uh reaching out for help is a good thing there are a lot of people out there willing to offer their advice and offer their experiences 
to help the younger captains, to help, to help the younger guys in need. You know, I'm always I'm always down to talk with somebody about my experiences. So awesome. that, yeah, that and um, maybe taking like a course on leadership. Like even just, especially universities have a lot of really great resources for student organizations, um, including a lot of just really great free leadership and free, uh, you know, how to run an organization classes. I never ended up taking any of those until later on in my junior year, senior year, uh, because we were required, because at that point the school had required all student org leaders to, to take them. Awesome. I wish I had, yeah, I wish I had taken that more as a sophomore because I was a sophomore and my team was 90% junior seniors. So it was, it was really, it was definitely tough um, yeah. making that dynamic work in the beginning. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I completely agree with both of those things. Looking back on my own personal <laughs> career and, and uh, reaching out to people and, and, and learning more about leadership. That's something that I definitely don't, I definitely think that not enough people do. Um, so awesome stuff. And, and something that, you know, Keshav, I don't know if you know, but we always promote that on the podcast is to mm-hmm. be like, compar- like encouraging younger dancers to reach out. The biggest question, whenever you did start reaching out, like I know you met Vic and you met all the guys on Shade Up and Job. Uh, did you, one of the questions, one of the things that, you know, the newer dancers will say is that they get kind of intimidated by needing to reach out and will people actually give you the time of day? What was your experience when you started meeting some of the older people? Like, did you ever, did you ever, like, you can be honest with me here. I've never experienced someone saying to me, no, I'm not going to help you or, you know, any, any even sort of like inkling of this person does is like, doesn't want to be talking to me, you know? I've never experienced that. No, I've never experienced someone saying no. In fact, I never reached out to, with Vic, I never reached out to him. He reached out to me. He found out that there's this new guy who's running the team and, you know, for whatever his reasons were, he felt a need to reach out to me before I even reached out to him. And thank God he did that. That started, that that happening has led to everything today that, that exists with BDS, with Bona and Philly, with Tushin, that, that singular thing. So, um, no, I, now I will say that when you reach out to some, when you reach out to somebody, you need to be able, you need, you need to be prepared for the type of criticism or the type of uh, the feedback that they're going to give you. Like I can't reach out to somebody about my dancing, or about my set creation, or about my mixes, and accept and expect positivity all the time. Yeah, that's that would be foolish. I need to be completely prepared for somebody willing to rip me apart. Yeah, and I need to be, I need to be mentally prepared for that. Um, so I think, I don't know if people are necessarily afraid of, um, of rejection, of someone not helping them out, because I think most people are very willing to help out. What people are afraid of is, is getting ripped apart, I, I think. So, and I think nowadays people are also afraid to rip apart. You know, it's, there's, very few, there's very few guys. It's like, it's basically your generation of guys, and maybe to some extent my generation of guys and, and girls who are actually still willing to rip people apart. You know, there's, there's this culture of just, you know, make it, help everybody feel as nice as they can. And, and, you know, everybody wants to feel as nice as they can that's going around now that, um, that is definitely contributing to people not seeking out the help that they probably should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, man. That's, a, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. So let's delve into, uh, the story of BDS. Well, why, so you kind of delve into a little bit, like how, why it started, how it started. But kind of go more in depth, like who who were some of the other founders with you other than Vic, and what, yeah, you guys because you guys hit prominence pretty quickly, you know. So in terms yeah. of success yeah. and competitions, so uh, BDS uh, was an idea back in 
let's see, 2015, I would say. It was a very fleeting idea. Again, when, I, when Vic first reached out to me um, when I took over Temple, um, you know, one of the earliest conversation that, that two guys that are meeting up when one of them is very passionate about Bangra and one of them is just now getting into, you know, running, running a squad and, and, and all the uh, intimidation that comes with that is, yo, let's start our own team. You know, like, hey, you know, we, we need a team going. You know, Philly doesn't have a team. Philly doesn't have an independent team. Philly doesn't have a guys team. That should definitely happen. You know, there's these two schools in Philly. Drexel has, has a team. Temple has a team. The teams should combine, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just these kind of just casual conversations that don't really mean anything. But that started to mean something um, come my senior year. At that point, um, I was probably, my, my focuses were the team, Temple, and Tush in the competition. Um, and around that time, I think Vic had some sort of like gusto in him. He was like, there needs, you know, this, this idea of a team in Philly needs to happen. So, um, him along with myself, uh, my uh, co-captain, Balangala, and Sukhdev Brar, we got together, and 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 Bob is from from U Delaware. Um, he was also on Shade Punjab, um, and he was on the Fusion team at U Delaware. He's a he's a he's a phenomenal guy, one of the best guys all you could ever meet. Same with Sukhdev. He was Sukhdev uh, graduated from U Sciences. He was on Drexel Pungara for a little bit. Um, same type of hunger and passion of, you know, wanting, always wanting more through Pungara and having all these great ideas that the platform was not there for, for, for the ideas to be executed. So we got together along with, along with Vic. And the idea was, initially, the idea was to, create, to make a guys team in Philly. Um, that, that summer before my senior year, which was the summer of 2016, we're going into... We're going into 2018, we're in 2018 now. The summer of 2016, there was like two practices that happened. We got as many, as many just guys that even had 10% of dance ability in Philly together. Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's have a dance practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't around at this time. I was actually studying abroad. So I wasn't, I wasn't there in person, but they had like two or three practices with four people each that showed up. We had like 20 people in this group and then like four people showed up to like two practices. And... After that, the idea for this team was kind of dissipated. We were like, okay, this is like, this is not going anywhere. This is not happening. Then um, came the end of my first semester of my senior year. Uh, due to many circumstances, um, definitely one of which was my being burnt out, um, uh, Temple Pangara and I had uh, a little bit of a falling out. I don't know if I really want to call it a falling out or not, but definitely I was burnt out. I was I was burnt out of that situation of yeah. um, of handling the reins in that. Um, so the idea for bringing BDS uh, for, for bringing this team in Philly back kind of came from that. So uh, from that f- kind of frustration and not really having anything better to look forward to. So um, myself, Vic, Bobin, and Sook, we got back together again at that time. We started talking about hey, let's let's try to make this, um, yeah, so, you know, let's try to make this thing happen, um, and, uh, we were like, okay, but before we make this happen, because the, the issue we had over the summer was we never had anything to look forward to, right, whenever you're making a team, whenever, whenever you're on a team, and whenever you have a group of people trying to dance, you can't just 
one thing we learned is you can't just you can't motivate people on blind faith like you can't say hey trust me in a, in like a year we're going to be great and we're going to go somewhere there needs to be some sort of short term achievable goal that that everyone needs to that everyone has to look forward to and that's what we were missing and we found that in NKD um so NKD at that NKD 2017 was happening in April um and our goal at that point was just to make an audition video we were like look NKD's attainable let's get the best 10 to 12 guys we can together let's tell them that we're going to hit the stage whether we get into the comp or not let's 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 lie for all we care let's just get 10 to 12 guys let's put a simple like two minute routine together let's make a clean audition video let's send it in let's see what happens um we did that we got some, we got some guys together um a combination of some of my old teammates from temple a couple of younger guys from drexel uh and temple and a, and a bunch of uh fusion dancers from from the philly area got uh, got them together and we made this audition video in january did like two we did like one practice and then the audition video and it was <laughs> it was it was the craziest thing we had like in the middle of an audition video one of my teammates like he threw up and just walked off and just walked out of the room uh, hurling into a trash can and <laughs> and the video was shaky and this and that but thankfully NKD and you know I, I was I'm, I'm I was good friends with, with the directors then um, I'm still good friends with them um, and I, I, I you know I was telling them like, hey yo like this team is gonna go somewhere if you guys take us onto the lineup this year like I promise you we will do our best to put on the one of the best performances NKD has seen, and thankfully they they took us in good faith. Um, they we were waitlisted, and you know, we were we, we were we were uh, lucky enough to get off the waitlist, and onto the lineup. At which point it was you know, it was like oh my god, BDS is go- this team Bangladesh Shokin is going to a competition. Phil- a Philadelphia independent team is going to a competition, and we've been at, we made an audition video, a mo- like less than a month ago. So then after that, it was just, you know, grind as much as we could, uh, do our best to look somewhat clean, somewhat in sync and put a put a reasonable set together. You know, we had we had our idea that, like, you know, we, we were like, we're going to open the set with Buddy, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And we're going to be a folk team at our core. We're going to be a folk team. We're going to and we're going to do whatever we want to do. We're not going to. Um, we're not going to let some. We're, we're not going to let any standard define us. Whatever we want to do, as long as we have fun with it, and, and as long as it's us, we're going to go and do it. So uh, from then, uh, we went to NKD, saw success there, uh, and then after that, it was just it was like, oh my god, we just won our first competition as a team ever, and this team is three months old. Where can we go from here? Like, there's unlimited potential here. After that. Um, Session well, was a me, move. If you don't want me interjecting, man. Yeah, please. I'm know, sorry. I've been like rambling. I'm, dude, I of course, it's great, dude. Yeah. You, you, you're doing great, dude. The so I I I hope these guys don't mind me me pulling them in here, but uh, there's a team out in Texas, uh, Lone State Gaburus, and they, mm-hmm. they competed twice, and they 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 reached out to me and they talking about their struggles to get people to get some people to commit, and you know they went to they went to a comp their second comp they got second place. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what things like, did you guys do not only, I mean, I will say this, like, especially in comparison to like FCB's beginnings, completely different story. Cause we were just a bunch of sophomores that had no idea what we were doing. When we first started the team, we could barely get eight guys together. Went to first cop and we yeah. shat the dead, you know, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, different story in the sense that like, you know, you definitely came in having the experience with Temple under your belt, having place with Temple, Vic. 
uh, Baldev, Bavin, um, you know, I don't know what success those guys have, have had. I'm not familiar with their full on, full on backgrounds, but definitely Vic though, obviously. Um, what kind of things did you guys need to do as leaders to get, to not only get the, you got to, when you get into a competition, 100%, I love what you said about not having, not giving people blind faith, you know, super mm-hmm. key. Love the, love the fact that you made a clean audition video, right? Cause the keyword being like, mm-hmm. even though like all the things happened, it probably was a lot cleaner than, you know, even though it was shaky and someone yacked and yada, yada, but uh, mm-hmm. what kind of things, especially leading up to the competition, did you guys have to do to get like prepared enough to win? You know, like how do you, like, how'd you do that with a first, like the, this your first performance as a competitive team? So one thing that helped was every person on that team is, or was a captain of their own team at some point. Okay. So myself, um, captain was, well, I was captain of temple. Um, Vic, uh, has had run a team before. Bobbin was captain of Udell. Sook, was captain of Drexel for uh, for a little bit, um, and then every dancer we had, um, Darshan uh, like like Darshan Donti for example, he was captain of, of Bachas. Aman, um, Ajit co-captain Temple with me. Everybody except our new guys was a captain of a, a team of some of some team. So yeah. we came in with we came in an ex- whether we we weren't a Bangra experienced team, we were an extremely dance experienced team. We had that going for us. Uh, we had the fact that I make the mix going for us, uh, because when you have some, when you have, when you have a mix going in house, yeah, man, totally benefit to that. People don't understand the benefit that 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 yeah. adds. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you 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 understand that because you guys do that in house as well. You know, you guys have you know your guys, Ram, everybody. You're doing it. You can you can change things on the fly. You can you can be like, oh, I didn't like this today. Tomorrow, it's fixed. It's done. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can get into that more when we talk about mixing stuff. Um, we had logistical prowess in myself um, and in uh, my girlfriend, Gayatri, who is uh, the best person at organizing logistics I've ever met in my life. Um, and I will probably ever meet in my life. Um, like between us, like we, we were able to handle any problem that came up ever. Uh, so just having problem solving skills and just all this back end, being able to handle all this back end stuff. Uh, was probably a huge driving factor. And then in terms of in terms of you know actual dancing, we definitely practiced two times a week. Um, and Vic was very very much uh, very much harp on cleanliness and would very much harp on you know try above all else dance the same and the rest will come. You know we can do our jobs for 32 beats as long as we look the same doing it first place, right? We can do like we can do the most simple kunda segment out there. As long as you look the same doing it, and as lo- or as long as you strive to look the same doing it, first place, right? So we had this, you know, we had this mentality of 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 cleanliness, staying staying true to our image, which was which was folk, and um, and having fun, having fun ab- above all else, and 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 not letting um, and not letting like success cloud our minds because we we thought we were gonna go nowhere. Like, we we never thought of this first place stuff, this and that. We 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 just said it to say it. That plus having. Any and every logistical thing taken care of in the back end definitely definitely helped our team out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sorry, totally, that totally. Yeah, the yeah. logistical thing is key. You know, when when if logistics is taken care of, that's such a huge like headache taken off you as a captain. Yeah. You know? So totally absolutely hundred percent get that one. Um yeah, so you know, keep going with the story, you know, leading into you know, I don't I don't know what what all happened was it last year? 
I mean, I can't even yeah. get the years straight now, man. But. Yeah, but it was um, so after NKD, we were on a, we were on. That was a lot of our first places. In fact, pretty much everyone except, aside from the Fusion guys, um, that was most of our first places. Uh, Wait, so first, that was it. Your first first place. My first first place. Yeah, that was yeah. most of our first first places. Um, Definitely for myself, Sook, for myself, Sook and Bavin. I know Vic had uh, with JJ. I, he had won Elite Eight in 2015. But I mean, just doing it with your own squad is is just yeah. completely different, right? <laughs> that was that was all of our first like first place, and it was um, it was an incredible feeling. I'm sure you still remember your first place, yep. um, and you, you can one, still dude. probably remember remember every single second of it. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just that that drove us to. It gets kind of. I don't really want to say it gets addicting, but it's like you want more of that. Mm. Um, you want more of that feeling. You want and you, and you want more of just leaving your impact on stage. So we were like, you know, we, we can't. This can't be a one and done thing. We have to keep going with this. We have these, you know, we have we have a squad of hungry dancers. We have these night. We have these Vardian we just got. We have, you know, we have we have ideas. We have things we want to do. So we looked ahead at our cal- calendars and we were like, all right, where do we want to go? Tushin makes hometown, right? It it, it doesn't make more sense than that and um boston right we wanted to challenge ourselves a little bit because um boston was going to be a huge comp for all of us most of us had none of us had ever competed at boston before um it was going to be outside our comfort zone because it's traditionally a more modern comp mm-hmm. uh but it's one of the biggest comps in the circuit and we definitely we were like you know we've done nkd we're going to Thushin, stepping up, up a little bit but then we want to hit the big time this semester while we and they're, they're only a week apart Yep. So it was, um, it's a big turnaround. So we uh, started working on the set uh, about a month after NKD. You know, we, we, took a, we took a couple weeks just to not think about Bona for a while. Started working on the set. Started properly practicing when everybody got back in Philly, you know, back for school in, around August. Um, uh, got, studio to, got studio space to get, um, together, which is so important. I don't think teams understand the importance of studio space for cleaning. Uh, it's really important to have. Uh, as much studio time as possible so that you get in front of mirrors and, and so that you know you can look at each other while you dance so you can clean each other. Um, got that. Uh, and then it was just kind of rinsing and repeating the same formula that we had before. Uh, continue to clean, 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 look as look as much like each other as we could while still having fun, while still smiling, while, while still doing nothing but enjoying our time on stage. Um, putting a set together that we could be proud of, that we could remember, uh, putting a good mix together, and putting on a good performance, um, did that at Thushin, and then we had our and you know we had our one thing that we were kind of like okay this is gonna be the crux of our set and that was our more like in the segment. Um, so and that we had a we had a blast doing it at Thushin. Um, we we figured out how to make it work for Boston. We had a blast doing it at Boston, and you know we were blessed to see success both times. Um, and I guess I mean I guess here we are now. Yeah. <laughs> on the road on the road to the biggest folk comp in north america <laughs> so with uh with those two you know um i know we we did a podcast with howie uh he he didn't he didn't mm-hmm. enjoy the judging feedback that they got at Dushin and you know uh then after boston you know i i personally don't really watch bunger videos anymore as a judge i, I don't want to just so everything's fresh uh i, will, mm-hmm. I, I did I, you guys once i did watch you guys i have honestly haven't watched anybody else um I remember. Uh, actually, I mean, I watched you guys once. Uh, was VSB there as well? Yep. VSB was there. Um, I didn't catch NJ's video. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I did watch the 
the darkness of KPGD. It's literally all I saw was just a black like YouTube screen the whole time. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so you know, it is what it is, man. The circuit was kind of confused at when you guys won. Um, I, I can't really talk for Thush, and you know, it was obviously a surprise. I wasn't expecting us to beat AG, uh, but then you guys did, and you guys went up to Boston and spanked everybody there too. And so, you know, what you know, if you had, I don't know, I, we experienced a little bit of that before for sure. Uh, for us, it was bar on the bell. A lot of people didn't didn't like yeah. that we beat uh, Fodge and NYPD, and so you know what? Like, how do you how do you feel about it? And like, what kind of things can can you say to that? Because you know, kind of giving you the stage here. Because I yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, art. It's it's such a cliche to say, or maybe it's not. I, I don't really know what the mentality of other people on other um, bigger teams are out there but for us it's it, it, it really genuinely has just always been about having fun um and winning in a sense was almost scary because we were like we don't want to taint this we don't want to taint this this um this like our number one reason for dancing is to just to just have a blast on stage and uh and um have people and and captivate people with our nakra and our and our and our facial and, and like how much fun we are how we're, we're having on stage above anything else like, we could be we could be dancing around like like lost monkeys as long as we're having fun and people are enjoying it our job is done uh we've always had that mentality above all else going into anything and everything we do we always talk about audience impact we always talk about hey you know if, if our parents are in the audience watching what are we going to do what can we do that's going to make our parents have a good time on well, in the audience watching us? What, what can we do that's going to make our siblings our cousins you know our our closest friends what would what would they enjoy while us maintaining true to our folk identity um so having kind of that as a as a, as a uh, base for all of our practices, all of our for our two comps, um, winning was I'm not gonna say an afterthought because winning is great, but winning was definitely not a priority. We just wanted to, we just wanted to have fun on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to win was a it was a privilege at Thushan because you know when you have a big name team there like AG, um, who's been who's been winning for the past year before that and and coming out on top uh is definitely it's only a humbling experience um it definitely validates it definitely validated our hard work um and it, and we and we it definitely gave us a little bit of confidence going into boston um winning boston was uh for me per, i mean for me personally it was uh it was it was it was, it was i'm mean, obviously it was phenomenal i'm never gonna forget it uh but it was also a little bit interesting because like you said, you know, people didn't really. Well, yeah, number one, people didn't really expect us to win, but that's whatever. People will always not expect certain teams to win. It was more of the. It was more of like you know, I'm I'm very close with you know, VSB is my second family. Uh, there, you know, I've I've uh, my sisters on on VSB. Uh, I've danced on VSB plenty of times. I'm very close. With, I'm a, I'm a part of the VSB family since since uh, almost since day one. So. Uh, Against I don't know and I don't know if you've seen that set in its entirety, but seeing that performance and seeing and seeing what they did and then seeing us come out on top, uh, come out on top above that was definitely um, we didn't know how to feel about it. We didn't know if if it was because you know we had gotten lucky, was there a flaw in judging? Was was it because where we were in the lineup? We didn't know. Um, it definitely, it definitely changed my perspective on Bangra a little bit. Uh, it definitely made me realize that there's, there's tertiary factors to winning a performance that aren't just your execution and your cleanliness and how good of a set you have. 
Um, and those tertiary factors can be anything. Those tertiary factors can be something as simple as that one guy on your team that missed a jump. And because of that, and because like one judge just remembered the fact that you had that one guy on the team that missed a jump or, or like, or didn't do a look or something that could cost you a placing. Um, and, um, just, just anything. It, it made me realize that, that Bangra and stage performance and any type of performance is very 50, 50, right? Um, you can have a team like Sean Punjab to go up on stage against some new college team. And if they have some guy break his foot on stage, I mean, you know, God forbid that ever happened. But if, if some guy just like falls completely flat on his face on stage because of something, anything, they'll lose that comp to some new college team, right? There's, it, there's just, there's so many factors that go into a, there's so many tertiary factors, outside factors that go into a performance that you never really know. So I guess above all else, I learned that you can't go to a comp expecting to win. You can only go in expecting to do the best that you can do and just to have the most fun you can on stage. And if everything fall, everything else falls into place, it falls into place. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I completely sure. agree with that, man. It's, it, I love the way you put that, you know, especially, you know, because you've judged a few times. Uh, yeah. Me having judged a few times. There are definitely specific things that we tell teams like, hey, you know, like this moment, like, you know, one person did something or whatever might have happened that leaves such a taste in your mouth as a judge mm -hmm. that like it's it affects the numbers and affects the the uh, the overall impression, you know. And so it's like one of those things where details do matter. Right. And and so Absolutely. sometimes those things, you know, can can add up. Uh, so like what what, you know. What kind of things did you do? You think that were there with you guys? Because I, you know, I, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit of how you how you prepared the team, how you set things up. Like there's there's so there's, you use a captain, right? Because you showed up and you guys beat AG. Why'd you guys beat AG? And you guys, in your opinion, you know, and then maybe like why you guys yeah. won Boston in your opinion? Um, why we beat AG? Um, on an objective basis, we use the entire stage. Uh, we looked a lot bigger than them. We danced bigger than them. Uh, we were cleaner than them, and we, I think, had more fun on stage with them than them. Like our nakra was better. Our our interaction with each other as t like on stage was better. Uh, that's one reason we don't use stage markers. Uh, is because it it forces us to just look around on stage at, at one another to 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 find where everyone is to to set to set our formations like that so that you don't. Know, it, it kind of creates this need to, you know, interact with your teammates to mm -hmm. make sure, all right, where's, where's my guy? All right, am I in line? I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I literally, when I, when, when we dance on BDS, we're looking around the whole time to make sure that, you know, we're in line and we're, 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 we're with each other. Um, so that gives this, that gives this impression of, of, uh, oneness as a team. Uh, regardless, I mean, I mean, AG dances more like a team than we do. Uh, definitely they're, they're very clean. Uh, and I cannot take that away from them. Um, but, those other factors are, I think, what won it for us at Fashion. Um, and I think we had, I think we had some wild factors in our set that, you know, a, a little uh, self-pumped towards us. You know, like our, like some of our drops, like our Chumar segment, uh, like our opening, our, our opening Ludi and our Malaygi the ending. Uh, and I think, uh, and I think that was that was for Tashin, definitely. And then for Boston, we cleaned ourselves up a little bit. Our dancing, um, we again made as good of a use of the stage as we possibly could uh which is still something which is something we continue to do uh, and i think is so important for teams to do using as much of the stage as possible uh we we made sure that our wow that what we thought were our, were our wow moments like like our like our like our drops in our prop segment our tumor um our 
our Jordia segment and our Malaika the ending. We made sure that those were real were crisp to the point that it was it was like anyone watching it would understand what it what was going on and they would have fun with what was going on. So I think those moments for us hit harder than the relative moments for the other teams that um, placed or did not place that placed below us or didn't place at all. Um, whether that be VSB, NJ, um, Michigan, um, who all had great sets. Uh, but yeah, it was, I, I think it was, I think it was a matter of those moments hitting for us with the audience in it at that point in time, uh, slightly more than theirs. That's awesome. I love that. I love that idea of, uh, the audience understanding what's going on and enjoying it. Right. Cause that's, that's all has yeah. to do with how you guys design it. Right. But then also with yeah. how the team as a whole sells it and executes it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all like for me, for, for all of us, it's about having a digestible set. We, we like, that's, I think that's the best adjective I can use to describe. We want our sets to be digestible by the audience. We don't want to give them anything that's too crazy because then they're going to get lost in the complexity of it rather than just enjoy, enjoying the beauty and its simplicity. Um, people have often said that we have simple sets, which, okay, um, if you want to use that argument, fine. But if having a simple, if having a simpler set means that an audience can can vibe with it more, like my like my mom can watch the video and be like, oh my god, this is great! Like I had I had so much fun watching what you did on this performance. Then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take the simpler set over something with crazy moving parts and like a different choreo every two beats and whatnot. You know. Fair enough. That's awesome. <laughs> what um what what else do what else do teams do that do with you? that you wish they wouldn't or like something some you know piece of knowledge that you want to give new captains like hey like think about think about this when you're doing your song selection uh or even when you're building yeah. your set to different types of thing when it comes to the mix that would uh would help mixers in general and obviously yeah, so, what would do is, is make their set even better yeah so you know one of the things you said earlier was uh you you talked about you know what you need to mix and you said you know you need your ears and you mentioned your eyes a little bit um i think you you, I, you said eyes in the context of you know, you, need, you need to be able to understand how a, how a how a production software works but i also think you need uh, and this not to sound too cheesy but you you need a vision for the set before you can have a vision for the mix um you need to have some sort of idea for what you want to do and you, you need to be able to, as a captain, visualize that and, and lay that out, be able to lay that out very clearly before you can start putting songs to it, right? Because when I think from the, from, the con- from the perspective of a live team, right? If I'm a live team and I'm putting a set together, I'm not just going to pick bolia and then just dance to them. There's going to be a purpose behind everything. Um, every boli, every, um, every segment and every transition that has to do with that, it makes sense and it fits. And I think teams could do a much better job of that, you know, taking that part of live Florida and incorporating that, that into the way they mix music. Right. Um, so definitely having a Punjabi speaker on your team, or if not, if you don't have a Punjabi speaker on your team, find the closest Punjabi speaking person, you know, and, and if you have some ideas for songs, hit them up. Like, hey, you know, what is the song about? What does the song mean? What does this part of the song mean? Okay. It means this. What about this song? Oh, they have similar meaning, or oh, this, their, these songs have something to do with with each other that that they have a connection. I can do something with this in terms of my choreo. I can make my choreography meaningful to the song, so that someone in the audience who understands Punjabi can can watch my dance, listen to the music going on, and and, and feel something. Um, teams should do a lot more of that. Uh, you know, obviously, on top of you know, understanding the time constraint that that that, that mixers have, uh, they should you know, 
give them plenty of time, uh, advance, advance warning. And I've been blessed enough that um, whether it's just the teams that I've chosen to work with or the expectations I've laid out in front of them, um, I haven't really had very many problems with teams that I've worked with, uh, with especially especially with with regards to this. Um, the teams that I work with have, where I have worked with, have been pretty good about you know giving me deadlines well in advance um, and understanding that I have a life too outside of just making their mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if in general teams can number one understand that you know the the guy that's the person that's making your mix is is doing you a service. Uh, they don't owe you anything. Um, and to understand that they are a human being with their own lives, and to that they are planning their lives around, you know, making your mix. So uh, appreciating that and giving deadlines and and warnings well in advance, being reasonable about the requests that they make, and um, not picking songs that just don't make sense. You know, find someone that speaks Punjabi, get it figured out, make sure it all makes sense, and you know, then start planning your your songs, planning your set, planning everything. Yeah.